Pine Tar Podcast, episode 30. We got Cousin Joey in the house. What's going on tonight, Joey? Uh, I'm actually getting ready to, uh, in the process of packing, because I'm actually going to my first ball game of the year tomorrow. I'm going to Houston to watch the the the, the Trastros take on the Blue Jays. So, excited to see some baseball. Real baseball, it's not spring training, that is. Where are you sitting? I have no idea. I have no idea where we are sitting. I didn't buy the tickets. Um, since I am the one driving to Houston, I don't have to pay for the tickets. So I think tickets, I think were like 60 bucks a piece. So I said decent. You've never been there before, correct? I've never been there. Nice. It'll be my, my third dome, third stadium with a roof, which for those who haven't taken in a ball game with a stadium and a roof, it's, it's very different, but very cool at the same time. You don't feel like you're at a baseball game. Um, I've never done that actually in all my life. So maybe this summer, this, the roof will be closed if I go to Rogers, but, um, yeah, man, don't blink your eyes. You'll miss it. Like the games are pretty quick in person. Like, you'll see what I mean. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say, but flies by pretty quick. I went Saturday, um, 13 run game and it was still like two and a half hours. So. But I'd be interested to hear about your experience. So to big big news today in baseball, like the big news, I guess to lead the show off, Hunter Green, fresh off of a uh, taking a ball off his shin, gets a six-year, $53 million extension with the Reds. The Reds probably are thrilled with that. What's your thoughts on that? I would assume the fans are probably thrilled with it as well, just because finally they signed somebody. Now it's not. It's not the typical length of these these contracts. We see a lot of these younger guys signing. I think you only signed for, you know, maybe six years. So, you know, based off of stuff in the in the past, that's that's a little lower than what we've seen with the Acuna's, the Julio's, the Wanders of the world signing those. I think ten to eleven year deals. So, you know, Hunter Green on on the cheap for for six years. A little curious as, as to why it's not longer, just because that that's the the trend we're starting to see. Well, he's a pitcher. Still, yeah. I mean, I mean, but that's look the the Phil, the Phil, what the Phillies give Scott Kingery a couple years ago? I think I know, like seven but, years. But a pitcher, I mean, six years. I mean, gosh, he could be horse glue by a year from now. I mean, the way these guys are breaking down, I know it's something we're going to get into, um, you know, later I, in the I mean, show. But and, and if if, I, if I'm Nick if I'm Nick Lodello, I'm next. You know, I I, I got to think I'm I'm right there with Hunter yeah. Green. It's funny, man. I got to see Ashcraft pitch last weekend, and uh, I, I think Ashcraft could end up the best out of the three. I think no. Lodolo, I think Lodolo's two, and I think I think Hunter's gonna end up the third best pitcher out of that group. But um, it's Graham Ashcraft. That's where we're talking about Graham Ashcraft. We really, I mean, yeah, he's. I, I know nothing about the Clint. He's he's twenty five. He throws ninety eight with a sinker. Where the hell did he get him from? Freaking bulldog. I don't even know. Look that up when you get bored. Because I'm telling you right now, dude, we go are going to good old Wikipedia right now. Graham Ashcraft, we are twelve to eighteen months from that guy being an all star in a household name. And it's funny because like everyone's like, Man, Graham Ashcraft, like he fucking sucks, you know? I could I I couldn't even trade for him in a league because I tried to give up Felix Bautista and Glaber Torres for Ashcraft and another guy, and they all vetoed it. And I'm like, look. Is this our league? No, no, no. This is another league. 
but they wouldn't even let me trade for the guy because they said he's he sucks. Well, I'll tell you what, he's he strikes out a guy per inning. Um, his sixth round draft pick, sixth round draft pick out of UAB. Dude, the guy and, is a pitcher in every sense of the word. 98 with sink. I could see his ball diving the other day. He's he's one of those guys. They're gonna everybody's like kind of like a, a Woodruff. Everyone's gonna be like, where'd this guy come from? He's he was so phenomenal. He was. I mean, interrupt. So little backstory on him. Drafted to high school in the 12th round by the Dodgers, but did not sign. Hmm. He decided to enroll at Mississippi State, who had a damn good baseball team. Unfortunately, his freshman year didn't quite pan out quite like he had wanted, but he had a five six three ERA. Not the best, um, but still, I mean, I, I, I mean, having someone that, that's worked from the, the college athletic ranks, being able to be a, a true freshman and just pitching or even playing, for lack of a matter of, is pretty impressive. Um, not quite sure, you know, this is kind of getting off topic, but we're talking Mississippi State baseball. Have you seen that kid from Mississippi State pitch? The guy who, who he starts – the whole weekend series, he starts with his left hand. Yeah, you said that to me. That's pretty amazing. So, but anyway, transferred to UAB, where um, I'm going to be honest, his stats weren't that sexy. He must have had a killer senior year because his first year as a college ball, he got beat like a drum. Um, He's a late but, bloomer for sure. But ironically enough, he had that power stuff. 56 strikeouts over 53 innings pitched. You know, he, he, had, he had the stuff. He's actually the highest. Highest ever player selected from the UAB Blazers program. So I, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see him being better than than Ladello or Hunter Green. The, the thing about Hunter Green is longevity. Can he sustain throwing as hard as he does? He's only for got as one. As long as he does in the games. He really only has one pitch, though. And, and granted, it's like a great pitch, but. I'm telling you, man. I don't. I don't like guys like him. That he he's, he lights up the radar gun and people buy tickets to see him. But like, think about it. There were about maybe four or five years where Raldis Chapman was the best closer in baseball, unhittable. Well, that's in an innings. That's over an inning, though. You know, as a starter, Ver, Verlander. I mean, Verlander was mainly known as a power pitcher. He, he'll throw gas late in the games. No, I know, but saying. Verlander has four pitches. You know, like I green, I don't know. Green needs secondary stuff, but I'm sure he'll develop it. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, I I think it's a good deal for the Reds. Let's remember he started out a position player. Was, so you, you you took the words of my mouth. It'd be interesting to see what kind of, you know, I I don't know what kind of shortstop he was. I know that's what he played in high school. Yeah, he was a hell of he was a great great shortstop. Great like he could have been an all star like position player in the bigs. And the Reds were like, his arm's too phenomenal to to pass up, which I never I, I, liked. I, I, I mean, think about it, though. I think, wasn't Hunter, wasn't Brandon McKay in that same draft as well? Yeah. The two-way player from Louisville? Yeah. Dude hasn't been seen since. Well, he he played a little bit for uh, for the, the race. race. Yeah, but just, just a little bit. Um, I mean, he, he came bursting onto the scene, and it's just... I saw the Rays re-signed him this year to a one-year deal. I was like, where the hell has he been? Got to be interesting to see, like, you know, Green's kind of locked in now uh, pretty much, I mean, through his prime. I mean, obviously he's he could get another huge deal in six years if he's good, but uh, pretty long deal. It'd be interesting to see if, if he's a um, 
he's still in the league in six years. What the Reds do with him come year four or year five? I don't think there's any way they can keep him. I mean, not if he's not if he's as he should be. That he'll he'll be able to get like a three hundred or three hundred million, three hundred fifty, four hundred. Who knows by then, right? But mm-hmm. probably too big for for Cincy. Maybe probably go back to L.A. You know, he's he's from Los Angeles. Um, that's a private detective. I don't know. If, 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 I, if, if I'm putting money on, I'm putting money on uh, Lodello. Yeah, I like Lodolo. He had, he got roughed up bad tonight. I mean, they all do. But uh, oh god! Oh, so, so the, the Rays finally won tonight, then. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, they you roughed know, up Lodolo bad. It's it's been frustrating being able to you know as we know my, my roommate's a big Rays fan and for you to curse him like that and well, put such evil. I didn't, on such a team. I didn't think I really. I don't think. I, how did I curse them? <laughs> we we dedicated a whole episode to the Rays. No, I, I said they're going to lose their first game, and I was wrong. They they won, and then they finally did lose in Toronto. They lost two out of three, and then they lost one of the Reds. I mean, look, I think that they'll end up being about like the best Ray teams ever. You know, ninety-seven, ninety-eight wins. Um, you know, you're going to lose one at some point. It's not the NFL. And, mm-hmm. you know, they finally did drop one. And sure enough, uh, I mean, you know, again, I, I, they do a lot of good things. And they remind me of the Moneyball A's. They'll get beat by someone in the playoffs that, you know, gets them in a series or whatnot. But they're, they're a great story. And that was uh, awesome for them to tie the record at 13-0. and 0. It um, was. It was. I watched a lot of the game that they got beat, and it did happen on a day when nobody would expect it. Uh, like Barrios pitched like the game of his life, and, and he had God, he's, he's been terrible, been so bad for the Blue Jays. He's been terrible. You gotta think Toronto's wishing they still had Austin Martin. Now, not quite sure where they would play him, but I mean, they gave up a lot for him, and Barrios was just a guy that many people thought could be the dude. He had electric, electric stuff. Yeah, he's it, like a Jose Fernandez 2.0 sometimes, like with the with the Twins, and he's a mess, man. He's I don't think he's gonna end up being. Uh, I don't think he's ever gonna end up being much more than he is either. And like all their pitchers are a mess. Gossman, uh, Manoa, they're they're all a mess right now. But speaking of. A Blue Jays Jays pitcher, yes. I want to talk about Anthony Bass. And uh, this wasn't something you and I talked about or shot back and forth really much. But uh, he he made headlines. Like, this tweet got, like, 2 million views. He was pissed because a flight attendant on United made his 22-week pregnant wife traveling with his 5- and 2-year-old get on her hands and knees and pick up popcorn that their kids threw all over the floor. Are you kidding me? He was furious about it. Um, who do you got, Joey? Are you, are you siding with ghosts or are you siding with United Airlines making the wife pick up the, uh, the garbage? I mean, don't come on now. Come on now. Say the right thing. I I honestly don't think this is a big deal. Big deal. It's not a big deal, but he's being a freaking pussy. I mean, he is. is is. Is he being a Karen? Yeah, he's being a Karen. I'll give him that. I'll, say, his, I'll say he's being. 
I'll, I'll say he's being a Karen. Unfortunately, whether we agree with this or not, that is the it's just the times that we live in these days, whether it's right or it's wrong. This is a oh. baseball podcast, so we're going to leave it at this. That's unfortunately the way times are these days. Yeah, well, he's a baseball player, so he gets mentioned. I wish he would have like tweeted about his team or his pitching. Instead, he's bitching at the airlines because his wife had to pick up trash off the floor and the airline stewardess wouldn't pick it up. I mean, she could have just left it laying there. Um, I mean, but don't people don't people complain the plane after it lands? I, exactly. Like I said, this, like this is not a big deal. Fuck United, screw him. Well, fuck it's, him most. But I mean, this doesn't need to be talked about. Uh, <laughs> that well, kid's gonna message you again. It's like what the fuck? That kid's gonna message you. The kid from last week is gonna message you. What the fuck is this? No, because we're, exactly, we're we've I mean we've gotten three episodes under our belt since then. So he's good <laughs> Um, Andrew, Andrew, better, a lighthearted, more lighthearted story, which this isn't like a new story today, but, uh, you picked up on it. I've seen it. Pretty cool. Um, Andrew Tolls, who was a Dodger, I liked a lot when he was a Dodger. So, so before we get into this, I think there needs to be some backstory because I think what he go, what he's gone through, I think needs to be talked about a lot more. Um, and I, I was getting my haircut today, and I completely forgot that Austin Meadows actually took a leave of absence. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. For for something similar, and I think this needs to be talked about. The the issue of mental health and the toll that being a, quote-unquote, a minor league grinder or just a professional athlete in general, I mean, it's it, it, it's scary. I mean, the, the constantly – a guy like Andrew Tolls, I mean, he's not – he wasn't a big name guy. He just happened to get hot at the right place at the right time and ended up making a, a postseason to remember for the Dodgers fans. But, um, unfortunately, I think the start of the next season, he got off to a hot start and then towards ACL. And that ACL was kind of a, a downward spiral into his career. Uh, I think he might have gotten addicted to some some pills, something, but it just wasn't a good situation. For yeah, him. something happened. I don't think we're ever going to really know, but. And then, long story short, he was found living outside of. A so airport. I actually covered the Dodgers when things started to break down with him, and I want to say it was 2018, and it was spring 2017, training. 2017. 2017. He, he, okay. No, yeah, 2017 is when he tours. Yeah, I, I get well, what you're saying. Yeah. No, but so he he made a comeback in spring training 2018, and then like probably 10, 11, 10 or 11 days into spring training, he left the team mysteriously, and nobody knew why. Like it, you know, at that point, nobody knew anything. Um, and then we never heard anything about him again. The team wouldn't talk about it. Uh, it was just very bizarre. And then as it made its way out, maybe like a year to. Two years later, finally. Yeah, when they found him on the streets. Yeah, the team finally commented on it, but uh, still paying him a salary. Uh, I I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're paying him. I just know they. I don't know if there's any money involved. I just know they re-signed him. Well, he's on uh, their insurance, quote unquote. Correct, and uh, I don't know if you read the article, but I mean, it's. I feel. I mean, it's. He's he's he he has he's diagnosed with bipolar and paranoid schizophrenia. Oh yeah. It's so bad. I, I read the article. It's so bad. His dad said that like he can't have the TV on with sound at all because yeah. they they it 
contradicts the voices in his head. Yeah. And he said the other thing is he'll try to show Andrew, like, highlights of him, like, of Andrew Tolls. And it's just he hardly remembers it. It's it's like a, crazy. It's like that life is completely foreign to him. That's and crazy. Like, I, I, I couldn't imagine what that's like. I mean, I've seen yeah. – we've all seen Law & Order. We've all seen Law & Order episodes or TV episodes like that. I mean, that's got to be awful. And then you add in the stress where, at best case, he was the fourth outfielder, and you know how that works—the fourth outfielder. You're, you're an Oprah fifteen slump away from getting sent back down to the minors. Well, they actually liked him a lot. He had won the leadoff job, and uh, I'll share a quick Tolls uh, story. They they got back down big one day at Coors Field, and I was I was watching, and uh, battled all the way back, and Tolls actually hit a game-winning grand slam at Coors. Probably the biggest hit of his career. It's out there. People want to watch it. They can probably YouTube, you know, Tolls Grand Slam at Coors. That was a, a big moment. He was a nice little player. Good speed. Good good contact. Uh, played pretty good outfield. And, um, yeah, glad that uh, the Dodgers did a nice thing. Uh, I don't think the story probably ends well for him, but definitely keep him in our, our well, so he's So he, he's, he's, he's living with his dad full time now. Yeah. His dad's is like, speaking of Coors Field, I think, a, I think a congratulations is in order for Chris Bryant. Not sure if you saw, but it only took him two years at his first home run at Coors Field. And he's hit a couple. He hit one last night. He hit one tonight. He's hit three now. No, last night was his first one. Well, he's got three. Okay, at Coors, you mean, because he must have hit one on the road. At Coors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got old God. Rich Hill. And when he hit that, Dude. I said, God, I, you should have known he was going to tag Rich Hill. That's like. He can't like that's what he's paid to do. So. Rich, but what's crazy is the Pirates will somehow find a way to revitalize Rich Hill's career to yeah. the point where either A, Rich Hill's an All Star, or B, he gets traded at the just deadline for some innings out of fucking Hill at Coors is, is a miracle. I, I mean, look, I, I said at the beginning of the year, this Pirates team reminds me a lot of the Pirates team that was the last team when I was there. I believe it would have been the. 2016-2017 team where they weren't great, they weren't bad, they were just good enough to have some excitement surrounded them to where they wouldn't be like a typical Pirates team. I would not be surprised if this team finishes 500. I see them winning somewhere around 75 to 78 games, but this Pirates team is fun to watch. For anybody that has watched them, um, the Aniel Cruz situation, you know, many thought wasn't going to be the best, but they have this dude, Ji Juan Bay. I know who, who he is. He, is shares it, he shares it with my boy, uh, Rodolfo Castro, who, who also can no, 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 fucking he, Ji Juan Bay is their, he's their starting outfielder. He's their starting well, center fielder. Bay starts at shortstop some nights. And for, for those of you who don't know, uh, for you Braves fans out there, you're maybe scratching your head like, wait a second. Jihon Bay, we signed him. You did. Illegally. He was, remember, he was one of the prospects the Braves signed illegally mm. that they paid too much money to and they made him, they released him. They made the, the, right. the Major League Baseball made them release him, which worked out great for him. He ended up signing. I think the Braves might have signed him for like 650 or 750. Ended up signing with the Pirates for 1.5. Oh, wow. And, and I'll tell you what, man, like, I think the Pirates could have had a nice 84-85 win season had they not lost uh, O'Neill Cruz. That was, 
that was a big loss. Like, and it appears that Brian Reynolds wants to stay. Now, <laughs> I think I think they're gonna, you know, I think they should have tried very hard to re-sign him this offseason because if he keeps having the year he's gonna have, he might he there might be a team out there that pays two two hundred for him. Talking Pirates, you wanted to mention Roberto Clemente tonight. Why? So I believe, if I'm correct, the other day was Roberto Clemente Day. And I don't think the impact that he left on the game, both on and off the field, is talked about enough amongst baseball historians. I personally think that his number should be retired across the entire league. I get it. That's something that's exclusive to Jackie Robertson. However, you, for those who don't know about Roberto Clemente, well, who the hell doesn't know about Clemente? I, I think, but a lot of people don't know about what he did off the field. He was just as great of a player on the field as he was off the field. The stuff he did to grow the game. I mean, he, I don't know if I can say this, but I consider him like, the Hispanic version of Jackie Robinson. Like, that's how big of an impact he had. Like, he is a true baseball icon, and I think it's time that he's treated as such and given that type of respect. So, I mean, I was in second grade, and I read the the Pride of Puerto Rico. It was a Roberto Clemente autobiography, and I read it. I ended up reading it like twenty times for some odd mm-hmm. reason. I think, I think, I think I remember. Remember that? that? Remember that book yes. in my room? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, I read that before I'd ever seen anything else about him. I thought he was just amazing that he ended on three thousand hits. And the other day, actually, I was riding home from the Reds game and got bored, and I started kind of researching the flight that uh, he passed away on on New Year's Eve. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was just one of those, just one of those miracle type stories, and um, I totally he has agree so with you. Much talent. Oh my so god, he was amazing. Much talent. And I think that I think that he's he was like an Acuna, back in the old, you know the sixties and seventies. If somebody wants to wants a comp or or a Vlad Guerrero with a little less power, not not junior, Vlad Guerrero senior. Very similar to that, like phenomenal throwing arm, could hit like. Oh my God, he had a cannon. Hit three fifty, like had enough power to hit like twenty twenty five homers, but he would like. He was quick. Never struck out. Yeah, he was quick. He was five tool guy. Played you know played seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years for the for the Pirates and uh, just. I mean, in, in 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 a generation where. You know, it's hard to, I want to say, you know, it's a little easier baseball to find guys to, to look up to. But, I mean, he's truly, I mean, I guess you could say he was a saint. I mean, many people yeah, I think he, he was, man. A saint. I, I think he like, was a martyr. Literally, like, that, that's, that, is, that is the type of impact he had. Yeah. Like, he is truly. And, and like no matter whatever happens, he will be the greatest pirate of all time. And, and it's it's funny, um, you know, we've talked about me coaching youth baseball a lot, and a lot of the kids on my team, a lot of their relatives, um, one of the one of the kids on my team last year, his grandfather would always show up wearing a pirate's hat, and I asked him, I said Clemente, he said yes. So a lot of times, if you see, you know, I, I didn't have the the privilege of playing with him, but 
I, I always get joy out of being able to talk to a lot of the, the older Latin crowd mm. and asking them about Clemente because sure. they, I mean, it, it, you know, you know, you know how people growing up, they always loved watching the Braves because they were always on Turner. Yeah. Everybody growing up in the, in the Clemente days, if you were Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Dominican, right. Clemente was your guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good call, and man. I, and, I'm glad, I'm glad and, we brought I mean, him up. Look, I, and, and look, I, I mean, is it a stretch to say if, if we don't have Roberto Clemente? I mean, I, I'm drawing a blank. I, I know there's better Puerto Rican players out there, but we probably don't have guys like Francisco Lindor. We don't have any, you know, we don't have Yadier Molina. We don't have guys like that without, without Clemente. I mean, he truly brought a game to an island that was – Basically non-existent for baseball. Yeah, and not just that, but I, I think that, like you said, he, I don't know if we have like a Puerto Rican team in the World Baseball Classic. You know, I think he pretty much, like, you know, he pretty much made baseball a thing in Puerto Rico. And uh, if you read his books, like he grew up literally catching uh, rocks with like milk cartons on his hand mm-hmm. with strings. Pretty amazing story. Uh, really glad that that we we talked about Clemente because I've got a lot of respect for him and I uh I own a couple of his cards which which aren't cheap. Um, yeah, so it's uh one of the first the first pirate jersey I bought when I worked for them was a throwback Clemente. You still have it? My mom threw it away. Not too happy about that. Oh my god, you got to get another one. That's one that plays up no matter what stadium you wear it to. Well, so it's it's funny, you know, that leads us to to our next point, talking about jerseys. Um, I believe that's next on the outline. So, uh, talk, talking, we're talking about the new City Connect jerseys. Reason why is um, the Rangers just released theirs. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, there's a link out there where the other ones leak this year. They leak the socks. Oh wow! The Pirates, the Reds, the Mariners, the Rangers. There's another team. Um. To White Sox, Royals, Rockies, Red Sox, Marlins. They're, they're I mean, not some, on that list. Some they're of these have carried list. over from last year. Some and have. The previous year. I mean, I'll, I'll tell I, you right now. I, I, I mean, I, I'm I, not, you know, we talked about this earlier. Dude, I'm not I, a big I think, fan I think of we these. need to go through and grade them all. I don't want to grade them all. I, I'm not a big fan of them in general. Okay, I like two of them. But I overall, the I, don't like, I don't really like the fact that baseball is doing this. It's it's very NBA like it's I know you're probably like it. What okay? Why is baseball doing this? Why? All right, see, hold up here. Let me let me. I'll go through and tell you the ones I like. Baseball city connect jerseys. I'll go through and tell you the ones I like because it's it's pretty easy. The the ones I do like and the ones I don't like. It's um. I think the White Sox one is very ghetto. What um, is? That's what they want. But it is. That's what they want. Yeah. Um. And I like I think that. The Rocky, I think the Rockies is cool. Uh, the the mountains that they have on the uniform. I don't know if you remember this, but remember way back in the early early mid nineties that Major League Baseball did futuristic jerseys of what they thought jerseys yeah, would look yeah, like. Yeah, the Mariners did it one night. Yeah, and the Pirates and sort of the Rockies. This kind of reminds me of the sleeveless Rockies jersey. Don't love them. Don't hate them. I think it's kind of cool. The White Sox one, it fits for where the team for is. Sure. I don't like it, but it fits. The Marlins, my favorite by far. By far, 
the 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 red, the bright red, the bright blue, the the very subtle white pinch, right? That that screams Miami. That screams Latin. I love it. Could not have picked a better fit for the Marlins. Love it. Washington. Not a fan of the gray, but it's the subtle pink, the little pink cherry blossoms that I think adds a nice touch to it. I think they could have done more with the cherry blossoms on the hat. Like I said, don't like the gray. But I love the cherry blossoms. The Padres, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. I like the Brewers and the Brewers and the Braves. Yeah, Boston. I don't get it. I don't get the yellow and the blue. I don't either. I that was around to, last year. I, I think it, I think it has to do with the Boston Marathon. How many times are these teams going to wear these? Every so often. Uh, so the no Astros, rhyme or reason, right? Space City. I think it's totally cool. I do not like the number on the pant. Don't like it, but the Space City name because of the Astros, because of the whatever rocket space is there. I like it. It's pretty cool. Rangers hate them. I literally despise those jerseys, and I read into why they did those jerseys. There's like a mythical creature on the sleeve, and what they did is they literally said they combined one mascot with the other mascot, and that's how they got the thing with wings. Nice. Literally. Nice. It is so ugly and so gothic. And what the fuck is that blue color? It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. D-backs, eh. Angels, eh. Brewers, The, the Cubs, them. the Cubs one's hideous. I mean, I don't okay. know. I don't, I don't really like a lot of these, especially if it... I, I don't like the Giants. I do. What I like about the Cubs is that it says Wrigleyville. That's cool. You could, yeah, you could have done something a little more with it. I, I don't understand KC's. I don't like the Dodgers, this dude. The all that, that blue. You, you, all that blue. You would have a lot of – I feel like this would have a lot of appeal to you normally. No. Um, cert, certain jerseys, yes. Uh, I would very much love a Jazz Chisholm. Uh, City Connect Marlins jersey, for sure. Would love to have one of those. Um, I would also love to have a Juan Soto Padres one. Um, He's terrible. But uh, I'm hoping the Pirates come out with some pretty cool ones. I've I've read, I've looked at some of the renderings and some of the the leaks, and it, it it's got a Clemente tied to it. So it's got a oh, cool. Pittsburgh's known as, as three three uh, three bridges. One of the bridges is named the Clemente Bridge. I think that has a big impact on the um, has a big impact on the team. I would love to see the Pirates do similar to what the Braves did, where the Braves jerseys pay homage to Hank Aaron. I think if the Pirates could do that to where it paid homage to Roberto Clemente, would do the team really, really, really well. Yeah, I think the Braves ones are pretty sweet. They're they're probably my favorite. I wish they had a tomahawk on them, but that's yeah, life. Can't. It's racist. You know, it's just too racist. Um, so, uh, okay, you want to talk about beer being sold past the seventh inning? What's your thoughts? I mean, but, I have a quick one on it. But I mean, I mean, it kind of goes back to the city connectors. It's just a way for them to make money. But what but, I don't but get is why. Thing, man. It, no, but what I don't get is why do you roll out the city connect jerseys? The same year in which everybody else, everybody's going to be buying new jerseys because everybody switched to Nike. Wait, I mean, this, you're this on, wait, you're staying on the City Connect instead of the beer? No, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's about money. It's about but, teams but here's the thing. Money. Here's the thing. Baseball is so stupid. I was at a game the other day, 
and I wasn't drinking, but my wife was, and she was like, oh, okay, they sell beer past the seven, but what we realized, that's really only time for, like, one beer. I mean, so, so the reason why they're doing it, and I think Jeff, Jeff, I was listening to the Mac the other day, and he had, he had passing on, I think passing brings up a good point, he said, yes, while games we've seen with data are going quicker, however, Yes, you're losing a little bit off of concession usage. However, yeah. but in theory, by games going quicker, they're hoping to draw more fans. By drawing more fans, they're hoping it's going to offset the cost of the beverages that they're missing out on. I do not agree with them selling into the eighth because I can't remember what picture it was, but it's just basically encouraging people to continue to drink and then get behind the wheel of a car and drive. You know, if you're truly pounding beers for the eighth inning, you're not going to be sober by the time the ninth inning's over. And let's be honest, you're probably not sober by the time the seventh inning's over, by the time the ninth inning's over of a a game which they're serving it, and it ends at seven. Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, I think baseball, I, I did a podcast about it um, Sunday. It was pretty short. Just, you'll see what I mean. It's a weird experience being at the park. It's, there's no vendors anymore. That's, that's a, a huge thing I think sucks. Um, There aren't, there are no beer vendors. There are no hot dog vendors. Like you get up and get everything. They don't pay people to come down the aisles anymore. Well, so what, what a lot of them do now is they'll stand at the top of the aisle. Oh, they're, dude, I didn't see one on a Saturday. Okay. But will, you'll have to let me know. I mean, I'm interested. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I, won't, I won't use Houston as an example. It's not fair. I've never been to that ballpark. Um, I think the better assumption is for when I go to a Rangers game. I think that's more fair. I went to like seven last year, so I think that's more of a, a fair assumption. But we talked about rule changes. Um. I'm not sure if you saw this, but Rob Manfred back to doing Rob Manfred again. They're planning on testing three possible rule changes in the Atlantic League, which for those of you, it is a professional baseball league that is yeah. – I would equivalent it to AAA ball. It's like the, it's like it's the NBA the, G League. More, more. No, not quite. Uh, yeah, yeah. G yeah, League, a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have a designated pinch runner. Each team will have one player that can enter the game at any point as a base runner. The player who is substitute out as well as the pinch runner will be allowed to re-enter the game. Okay. Then we have a double hook designated hitter. This is something that's been in place since the Atlantic League but would be groundbreaking. Under this rule, teams would only be able to use a DH if their starting pitcher makes it through five innings. The starting pitcher is pulled before the end of the fifth. The team must either oh, hit with the replacement pitcher. Yeah, no, I, I don't want pitchers hitting. The single disengagement limit. What is this? Oh, wow, you can only pick off once? Come on. It's, it, I mean, the, the problem is these rule changes were made to go against people like us yeah, and no, bring in bullshit, the average dude. fan. It's, like, it's not going to do that. Like, I, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Flo loves the new rule changes. Loves them. Who? Loves how quick. Flo. Bermit. 
Well, Mom's yeah, but, loves. But he's not gonna. My guess, I don't know him. He's like, not a traditionalist. He's not no, a traditionalist. My, my guess is he doesn't watch every night. No, he does. He does. He watches been, every night. I mean, this year because we have the MLB ticket, he's been watching a handful of Rays games. I don't mind it as much on TV, but I'll tell you, man, this, the experience in the park. I, I'm not. I wouldn't go with friends. Like I, I would take my kids. And it might help that with, with guys that are taking kids that are my kids' age. It might help the, the game at that level, and they might stay interested longer or become e- more easily interested. But I'm telling you, for guys my age, like I wouldn't go with like two or three other buddies anymore. I wouldn't spend the money. It's not worth it. It's, so, yeah. I'll tell you. So, I, was, I can't remember. What, I don't know why I was thinking this, but like, baseball games should be a great opportunity to take somebody out on a date because there's pauses yeah. in the game. There aren't pauses There's in the game not, anymore. There's not, dude. Like, and, I, and I said that on the pod. Like, like, like what's, what's crazy is, you, you know, I'm a big fan of dates. The, the longer the date, the better, because it gives you more time. I'm all about more time. I'm a, t- I'm a big, big time guy. You know, you, you have a lot more time with someone at a baseball game than you would, say, dinner. Or a movie. Now, now it's, it's probably the same. Yeah, it's weak, dude. In, in, in between innings, like any crowd, camera, or in between batter music, like all that's cut short, cut so short that they almost don't even do it. Like, I, and like the going to going for a pee break between innings is non-existent. I mean, you can, but yeah, you're going to miss almost a half a frame. And every, I mean, it's, we walked out to center field so I could show my son the, uh, the Ohio river. And I mean, again, what do you think? Brody think oh, he thought he was water. blown away by the fact that you could see into Kentucky, you know. And <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's big. In, he's yeah. big. In, he's he's maps he loves, now, right? He loves maps, and the, and he was like, you know, that's Kentucky, and t- Tennessee's behind it. Or I, I he kept saying that, but uh, that's <laughs> just an entire end. So, I mean, now, it's the the only thing that, I was was that, was that his first game that he could appreciate? Because I think um, you didn't take him. He he kind of appreciated it the same as his first. Um, it, it's sad because it's harder for kids to get a ball around the dugout. Um, oh, fuck that net. Fuck yeah, that it, There's no... Cairns. That, that's all Cairns, dude. I'm sorry. If you come to a baseball game, you need to assume the risk. Yeah, it's bad. I'm sorry. It's you can't bad. even get freaking autographs anymore. Nope. Yeah. And, dude, I, I don't think we had a, a talk, but when I went to spring training for the Indians this year, um... They completely changed it up to where you can't even access the home team. The home team has their own like you can't you can't walk the grounds anymore. It, it's it's ridiculous. I, it's, it's not, not as elegant of an experience as like we we were lucky when you were young and I was young. I mean, yeah, we had diamond seats. Well, There's no, no I know, net. but you but going to the park in general, you could just get really you could get really close to the players and. Like buying a ticket, I mean, you just could really get close, and you could watch batting practice. Like batting practice now is non-existent. I mean, we saw like three crap hitters that for the away team, and they were just wrapping up. Um, by the yeah, time yeah we... it's it's funny. I can't tell you the last time you can't see it. I mean, that would be a thing. thing. Every, everybody would run in and try to get there yep. early. Like remember when it. the gates open? There's no one out. People. People, I mean, that was the thing. You would yep. wait outside. I've watched, yeah, I watched entire away teams hit batting practice before, and you know some of the home, and they just don't. It's not a thing anymore. And baseball's just—they've gotten away from, I think, what made it so special to uh, you know people my age. But that's the way of the world. You know, a lot of things aren't aren't held uh, sacred anymore. Um, you wouldn't. I, have would, thought, I would. 
I wouldn't go that far. I just think they're they understand that they need to get the attention of the younger generation. But it's but it's yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's it's going about it in the right way. I mean, they didn't need to do anything special to. I don't know. I guess their younger generation has a shorter attention span. Look, look, we will find out after this year. You cannot tell me that they're not they're they're not going to have numbers. They're not. I mean, the the attendance numbers are bad. Uh, uh, Dude, watching the Reds game last night, I don't think there were 500 people there. Yeah, I mean, their the attendance numbers for certain teams are really bad. I don't think they're that great for anybody. The A's have more woodland critters in their stadium than the fa- than fans. Yeah, the A's possum. Isn't that great? I mean, possum took a shit in that uh, the away team uh, broadcast uh, booth. That was that's something. That, that stadium is such a shithole. Oh, I kind of want to go. I do. See I really want to go. I don't kind of want to go. That that's the number one park on my list. Just it's been around since I was a kid. And I want to sit. I want to sit up in the upper, 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 upper deck that's blocked off because it has athletics going across. Like I want to sit. I, I want to see how bad those seats are. Um, they're, they're a mess. They're a mess. I want to hear the Vuvuzelas. Isn't that what that's called? That that you hear all game long, that horn? They have boo-boo sales at the A's games? Constant. Constant. You'll hear it. Just watch them some night on the ticket. Uh, quick mention, by the way, they're they're throwing a really good picture tomorrow afternoon. Uh, top prospect. Um, his name is. I thought their top prospect is Tyler. Matt Soldershow. Miller, Mason Miller, Mason Miller. He's higher than uh, Soldershow. I don't know anything about Soldershow. The catcher. They have a another catcher. Yeah, they draft. Yeah, they drafted him before um the Langoliers trade. Shay Langoliers. Yeah, he's. Yeah, Tyler Solderstrom. So they called up this Miller kid who had like 19 Ks, no base on balls, in um, nine innings for Las Vegas Double A. Um, sounds phenomenal. Triple A. He's, he's he's starting. Uh, Las Vegas is Triple A. I'm sorry, it, it was between Las Vegas and Double A Midland, and he's going to start tomorrow against the Cubs in Justin Steele. So that should be a good oh. game. I hope he gets beat. I hope he gets beat like a drum and gets sent back to Midland so I can watch him when he comes here to um, Frisco. They said he's gonna stay up for a while, but I'm I'm sure that's uh, you know we'll see. So I mean we we got a couple more minutes. So speaking of uh, younger guys like that, who do you think is uh, who do you think that who do you think the next next big prospect is to get that phone call? I think it's gonna be Brett Beatty. Do you think it's he's gonna up. be somebody else? He got it. He he's up. He's on the roster. When they call him up? Uh, last night. Okay. The next so big leaves. one, um, because Grayson got called up, Jordan got called up, Volpe got called up. I mean, who who do we have? Who do we have left? Um, Kumar Rocker. Nah, he just got drafted. He's in okay. single A. Uh, Jordan Lawler. 
He's in double A. I could see him getting the call at the end of the year. I mean, Lawler would be on my list. Who else? Let me give you another guy. Colton Cowser. Who are you seeing this year? Ellie De La Cruz. Maybe. Joe Adele. Just kidding. Do uh, not Forrest, ever mention that name to me again. Forrest Whitley. Oh my god, that's a blast from the past. Uh Marco Luciano. Uh you know what? I got a good one for you. I got a good one for you. And you should pick Is this guy. Is he a guy Dodger? Up. No, he's a blue jay. You need to pick this guy up in fantasy, because I don't have room for him. Ricky Tiedemann. Alright, let me see. Is he let me see? Let me he's see. A blue he's Jay's even... number one prospect. He's a He's going to be a phenomenal pitcher as long as he's healthy. Ricky Tiedemann. I have, uh, I think I have, I think I have, Mar- I think I picked up Nolby, um, put him back in that spot. Still, Tiedemann, don't, don't miss out on this guy. I don't have- you, you told me to not miss out on Franchi Cordero. I didn't say that. You liked Franchi. <laughs> you love Franchi fucking Cordero. Hang on. I'm Tita. Oh my gosh, nobody has him, dude. Uh, Zach Veen could get caught up. I don't like Zach Veen. For the Rockies? You know what, Cole Zach Kowler. Veen? Veen's going to end up being like a fucking Brandon Marsh. like maybe, or, uh, or a Brandon Rogers or Garrett Hampson, like all the other yeah, fucking he's not, bombs. He's not, he's not that exciting to me. Um, wow, somebody has fucking Colton Cowser. Are you kidding me? Schmitty Sluggers doesn't know who fucking Colton Cowser is. I'm telling you, man, Tiedemann. You're, someday you're going to be like... I don't got room. You don't have room. Hang on a second. Hang on. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll tell you right now who to cut for him. What? Who to cut Peraza? Oh, you left you left Giolito on your bench. Oh, and he threw six shutout innings against the awful Phillies. I would cut. I mean, God, you know who I think you got to cut. I, I, I think, and, and I don't. You don't want to do it because you're. You need to cut Karinchak. Check. He's terrible, man. I mean, he does strike a lot of guys out. He's got great stuff, but Clint. But I mean, how about okay, okay, okay? I, I see him. I see it. Taiwan Walker. See ya. He's got no long-term value, none. He's just a guy. You could find twenty other guys that do what Walker does. I'm telling you, man, this this Tiedemann guy is gonna be like. Oh, let me give you a name. I mean, look his look his comps up. Like he'll be, and it might not be next week, but it'll probably be like in a month. He'll within a month, or the next time a, a Blue Jays pitcher goes on the DL. I'm telling you, man. If I had if I had a spot, that, there he's been picked up. I love it. That can be oh, our my guy. Team is, my team is so bad. But you but know I, what? I, you hit on a guy like this. I mean, the actually... fact that I had Giolito on my bench. <laughs> I think that's the second start this year I've left him on my bench. Dude, yeah, fantasy that baseball hurts. Fantasy baseball's Kellenic, good pickup. He's getting some very high marks. Dude, what about Bellinger? 
Pellinger's, hey, five hits in Oakland last night, baby. Cody's, Cody's, Cody's plugging along. Number 50 ranked player, getting a lot of hype. Yeah. I mean, he's been pretty damn good, dude. He has. I mean, to the fact that he's, he's got a lot of hits, man. I, I gotta give you credit on that one. He's getting on base, like. Oh, Tyler Glassnow's gonna be back soon. Let's go. Mid-May. You got Oswaldo, Oswaldo Peraza's up. I like him better than Volpe. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I, Volpe's got the hype, but I think Peraza played better last year towards the back end of the season. For sure. You got anything before we sign off and I throw this baby live? Um. Yeah, you need to apologize to uh, Jason Springs. No, no, you no. Apologize to himself and his no, family. It was, uh, it's Jerry Springs, isn't it? Whoever it is, you need to apologize to him. He now I, has Tommy John. Because because I was saying how much I liked him. And then, Clint, you didn't just say that. You said he's one of the biggest surprises of the season. <laughs> and yeah. He got shelled his next start. No, he, dude, he didn't get shelled. He didn't give up a run in, in three innings, and he, he came off the mound because he hurt his arm. Jeffrey Springs. Jeffrey Springs, yeah. Check him out. He, he was. I was watching. He was thrown against the Red Sox, and he grabbed his forearm, realize, and he blew his arm out. I didn't realize he was 30. I didn't either, but – it was fun while it lasted. I assume his career is pretty much over. It'll never be the same. Uh, life of a pitcher. So I guess in closing tonight, we uh, we bow our heads. Anybody that would like to say a few words about Jeffrey Springs, go ahead. But for refreshments, will be served at the, uh, the home of the residents, uh, the parents or whatnot. It's good knowing you, Jeffrey. Oh, shit. Xander Bogarts just, Bogart just took a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. From Strider off his uh, hand. Xander has looked awesome, so that's that's not good. Yeah, but you know what? That's um, the Padres have somebody else. They'll figure it out. Dude, Xander Bogarts, man, he's a stud. He's hitting 400. They don't have another Xander. I mean, yeah, they've got Tatis coming up, who had seven homers and ten at bats. Dude, why is he playing in Double A? Just getting warmed up. You got anything before we sign off? Give I do us. Not. We're gonna have to recap your trip to Houston when you get back, so be ready and uh, be safe and have a great time in the two I hours that you're there. All right, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm there all day. I gotta I gotta get up tomorrow at like six to get the road, pick up my buddies, and then I got a um, uh, client lunch. And then 